Hey folks, this is David Opposed on the Matrix. How are you today? Oh, what a hectic day. <laughs> um, had to drive an hour and a half to have a couple of tests done up in Salem, only to find out that I was late for the first test and uh, the MRI machine was too small for the second test. And let me emphasize, the MRI machine was too small, even skinnier people can't fit in there okay <laughs> it was really nice that the lady said the MRI machine was too small it made me feel a lot better um, so, so I apologize for the noise folks I really do so um, anyway uh, let's see where we're going here yeah so anyway I had to drive home an hour and a half Actually, it's a little more than an hour and a half to get up there. So, uh, very interesting day. So now I, now I get to drive to Portland the next time I have to have an appointment, which is like two and a half hours. So, um, it ought to be pretty interesting. So, folks, I was, you know, it was one of those really weird things. You know, you sit here wondering, what am I going to talk about on the radio show? What am I going to talk about on the radio show? You know, and you rack your brains, and then all of a sudden. Something falls right in your lap, right in your lap. So, and I'll, uh, so we're going to talk about today, um, and the, the name of the show, the title of the show on this uh, ninth day of March is The COVID 19 Prophets Are Actually the COVID 19 Conspirators. And uh, let, let me go into a little something here. Uh, okay. You, you know, um, how uh, you've, heard, you've heard the term self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, um, like like if you're in a church and you say something like the church is going to come into a lot of money soon and then you donate a lot of money. That's a self-fulfilled prophecy. OK, um, something like that in that order. OK, well, it happens with the deep state all the time. The deep state loves to, to forecast things and then make them happen. And, and that's been happening with the uh, this whole COVID-19 thing. Uh, you know, it's, it's just been one script and one thing after another on that script. And uh, those people that are, are blessed enough to have discernment kind of know what's on that script to begin with. Uh, it's funny, you know, when we were, when I was a young kid, uh, you know, a teenager, uh, the phrase was, don't trust anybody over 30. And uh, now it's kind of like, be, be wary of people under 30. <laughs> Um, but but the whole thing is is that it's don't trust the government and back then it was don't trust the government either and, and you know I was one of those people well I'm an American I'm gonna trust the government I'm gonna trust the government no matter what they say you know well <laughs> uh, boy did that come back to bite many of us in the rear end right so um, anyway uh, don't trust the government because the government will lie to you every time the government uh, <laughs> and you can't say that's because they're not religious uh, uh, if you read the Old Testament or the Tanakh as we call it um, it's full of things where the government was supposed to be trusted <laughs> uh, meaning the kings and stuff like that and uh, they were never trusted and and you go into the the Brit Hadashah which is the New Testament and um, same thing you know, uh, if they weren't having trouble with the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they were having trouble with uh, the uh, 
basically the the half breeds that were running uh, the show, like the Herods and stuff like that. Uh, there were part Samaritan and part part Jewish, and and if it wasn't that, it was the uh, it was the Caesars or the um, Pontius Pilots and everything else that you had to be wary of. This world, you just got to be wary of anybody that's in government, okay? Um, even Trump, you know, I, I like Trump and stuff like that, but he's done a couple of things that have maybe raised my eyebrows, okay? So um, the only person that I feel I can trust is Yahweh. <laughs> you know, it's he's never done me wrong and he'll never do me wrong. And uh, when things come up to make me question, it's usually my fault and it's usually um, it's him trying to teach me something. Okay, and believe me, this skull is pretty thick, and trying to teach me stuff sometimes is is, is a chore. Um, that really, he's the only one that's up to, um, up to doing. So, um, anyway, uh, let's see. So we we're talking about the government, and uh, you know, one of the reasons why I like Bob Dylan, like listening to his music every once in a while. I'm really not big into secular music, but every once in a while, I'll plug the Bob Dylan in. And it was all of Bob Dylan's, or a lot of his songs, were Don't Trust the Government, you know, and uh, and uh, we should have listened a long time ago. Uh, Bob Dylan, to me, was kind of like, um, it was kind of like a secular prophet. Um, Blowing in the Wind uh, was, was a good song, and um, Like a Rolling Stone, my goodness, was that a good song that was kind of prophetic, and... Uh, uh, what was it, 59th Street Blues or something like that? Um, definitely a good song. So, uh, anyway, it's uh, you know, I, I like listening to, to music like that. Um, I'm one that thinks that American Pie, the song by Don McLean, American Pie, yeah, it might have been in the beginning of the song about um, about some of the bands that were playing that you know, like uh, Big Bopper who died and. And things like that but uh, towards the end of the song when uh, he's it clearly makes a delineation somewhere in the song where now he's singing about the state of the United States the the State of the Union and uh, how it's corrupt and uh, corrupt enough to make the the Father Son and the Holy Ghost take the last train for the coast you know it's that was in there uh, the last verse actually and um, I don't think he'd ever leave us like that, but uh, the point came across very well in the song. Anyway, um, I don't particularly care for um, many Christians who call themselves prophets. Uh, uh, I am, I don't want to say unlucky enough, but um, be careful what you pray for. You might get it. Um, when I was a young believer, um, I was kind of unset where I was supposed, what I was supposed to do, you know. Uh, part of you feels like you're supposed to be a preacher, but then I'm not really that kind of person. Um, I'm definitely not an evangelist. Speaking in front of crowds really bothers me. Um, thank God this is the radio, and, and I can't see you, all you, what, 120, 220 people that are probably listening right now. Um, and and I, know, I know that number is going to grow, So, but uh, if you were standing out there listening to me talk, when I, I spoke in Roswell with Joe Jordan uh, back in 2008, I was... Uh, it took everything I had in me to uh, to speak in front of that crowd, and I had to. Um, I took the advice of somebody that said, "Go out and meet some people in the audience, shake their hands, and then after you shake their hands, they're friends and they're not strangers anymore." You know, and and that works, believe it or not. But um, uh, 
yeah, so that didn't suit fit the bill very well. And uh, so I just kind of withdrew and, and I said, well, whatever you want me to do, I'll do, you know. And well, then all of a sudden I started dreaming stuff and and seeing stuff and <clears throat> and hearing the spirit talk to me. And then I was told that I had to talk to some people about stuff. And I was like, oh, no, 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 not that, please. I, I really don't like confrontation, but <laughs> hey, that's what I got to do, I guess. But uh, anyway, so uh, when I read, uh, I get online and one of the things that somebody told me to do one time is go to Elijah's list. Well, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't advise anybody to go to Elijah's list, because um, if you want to see the worst part of Christianity, go to Elijah's list. Um because let's let's just take the subject of um, uh, so let's make something up left-handed monkey wrenches okay there is going to be 500 people that have had a word about left-handed monkey wrenches and none of them are the same and then they play this little game it seems like anyway where they uh, okay well who's right who's wrong so then they start arguing amongst one another. Now, I haven't seen this on Elijah's list, but I've seen it out in the world. You know, I mean, in a Christian world, uh, you know, uh, well, you know, he's an idiot. He, he's gotten this wrong and that wrong. And, you know, um, and the whole time, the person that's saying that's got 20 things wrong, you know, and it's just it's nuts. It really is. It's like f there's something wrong with people if they want that gift. Okay. Uh, when you read the scriptures and you read about um, Ezekiel and you read about Elijah and, uh, and, and a lot of the prophets, it's like Samuel, you know, it's like, I didn't ask for this. I really didn't ask for this, but, you know, uh, and what happened to most of the prophets? They ended up being killed, uh, devoured by lions, sawn in half, uh, Yeshua said that some of the prophets were and. And it's like, no, it's, uh, I don't know. You know I'm kind of getting off the, well, I'm staying on track because um, what I'm going to talk about tonight is um, the, the COVID-19 prophets, okay? Um, and, and I want to really, there's two of them that, or two or three that are really, they're, so, they're self-fulfilling prophets, I call them, okay? And I want to start out with reading an article that I found, or actually, I guess I should say, was shown to me by above um, when I was asking what I should do tonight. <laughs> it was like, bam, you know, bam. It's like the Lord just hit me in the head, went, bam, this is what I want you to talk about. Okay. With a very gentle bam, okay. The Lord never does anything to hurt you. He always never does. So, um, okay. So let's see. I have to go into here. Okay. There is an article in Natural News. Yeah, I know. I go to Natural News a lot. That's because they have a lot of good stuff in there. Okay. Uh, I would say about 80% of the time it's right on. You know, there's there's some times when it's a little <laughs> freaky. Um, but, um, and the name of the article is, well, it was written by Arsenio Toledo. Oh, is that a cool name, huh? Oh, Ar Hey, my name is Arsenio Toledo, man. Arsenio Toledo. So, yeah, that's a cool name. I like it. Um, the, the name of the article is Mar Mo excuse me, Moderna CEO Stephanie Bancel, or Bankel, spelled B-A-N-C-E-L, admits company made 
100,000 COVID-19 vaccine doses in 2019 before the pandemic even started. Ooh, what does that tell you? Okay, let's let's go ahead and look at the uh, the keywords or the uh, yeah, the words that uh, I can't think of the prefer. Oh, so let's call them keywords. Okay, um, tags, <laughs> made the tags. There we go. Uh, okay, because I like to read these because it, it helps you to understand the article before you even start reading it. Uh, bad health, bad medicine, big pharma, conspiracy, COVID-19. Those two words go together really well. Um, deception, honest, insanity, mainstream media, Moderna. Remember that one. Uh, news or news cartels. Excuse me. Uh, pandemic, pharmaceutical fraud. Ooh. Pandemic, propaganda. Uh, let's see. No, pandemic. Okay, there we go. Propaganda, Stephanie Bansell, vaccine production, vaccine wars. Ooh, that's interesting. And vaccines. All right. So this article may contain statements that reflect the opinion of the author. I love that. It's, it's like, yeah, we believe this, and we're not going to take a coward's way out and say there's some things that are said here that might not necessarily um, reflect the, uh, the opinions of uh, natural news. Uh, they're honest. I love it. Um, okay. Are you ready? You got your seatbelts on. Um, you all strapped in. Uh, your seat backs are in the upright position, and uh, we're coming in for a landing here. <clears throat> all right. So here we go. I get the read. And there's even a, a video we can watch. So let's see. Hopefully it's not too long. Uh, the video is titled uh, Moderna CEO Admits to Producing. Okay. It's the same as the title. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go here. A Moderna CEO, Stefana or Stephane Bansell admitted during a talk with the World Economic Forum, the WEF, oh boy, I wouldn't give them the time of day, um, that the company was already manufacturing Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 vaccines as early as 2019, months before the pandemic officially started. The admission occurred during a January 19th panel session of the WEF uh, 2023 conference in Davos, Switzerland, called state of the pandemic yeah state of something that never existed okay all right during the session journalist sasha vaculina who was moderate who was moderating the panel asked bansell to discuss Man moderna's vaccine development adoption and scaling with regard to how the company responded to the rise of different coronavirus uh, coronavirus variants excuse me in his answer, Bansell admitted that the company had already been manufacturing COVID-19 vaccines since 2019, months before the first cases reached Europe and North America, or anywhere else for that matter. Um, I think we started hearing about that, what, around November, December of 2019? Yeah, that's about right. Okay. Quote, so the great news versus 20... So the great news versus 2020, when we are today, where we are today, excuse me, is that 
We have manufacturing capacity, said Bansell. When the pandemic happened, Moderna had made 100,000 doses in 2019 for the whole year. And there's a link here uh, uh, related. Moderna plans to release mRNA vaccines for other diseases, including cancer. Oh, great. Maybe we'll look into that tonight. I can't promise you, but if we have time, we'll look at that article too, okay? Uh, furthermore, Bansell admitted that the company knew that there was going to be a global pandemic in 2020. Hmm. How do they know that? Maybe they had something in bringing it about. Okay. And another quote here. And I remember walking into the office of my manufacturing and I say, how about we make a billion doses next year? He added. And then, and they look at me a, a little funny and say, what? And I say, yeah, what if we make a billion doses next year? There's going to be a pandemic. Okay. Okay, there's a, a small title here. Uh, mainstream media outlets defend Bansell, claim his words were misinterpreted. Okay. How do you misinterpret what I just read, those two quotes? You can't misinterpret it. Okay, but for the, the sake of uh, argument, let's see what they have to say. The clip of Bansell's admission spread rapidly all over social media in the days and weeks following his statement. Kate Cronin, a spokesman for Moderna, immediately claimed that it was totally incorrect to suggest that Bansell admitted that the company had manufactured COVID-19 vaccines in 2019. Okay, um, furthermore... Multiple mainstream media outlets have also come to the defense of Big Pharma, CEO, claiming that his words were deliberately misinterpreted. All right. And I have a beachfront property, uh, Pacific Beachfront property, it's still in Arizona, if you believe that. Um, let's see. Okay, this is an interesting name. Sudiksha Kochi. Writing for USA Today, claimed that Bansell never specifically said the company made 100,000 COVID-19 vaccines in 2019. Writing, Moderna made approximately 119, or excuse me, 100,000 vaccine doses in 2019 across all the company's products, which is interesting because they never made vaccines aside from the COVID-19 vaccine. So that's a bold-faced lie right there. Okay, Sophia Tulip. Come on, or Tulp, T-U-L-P, writing for the Associated Press, reiterated Kochi's claim, pointing out that transcripts of, the, of other interviews with Bansell show he has made similar remarks in the past that made it clear that 100,000 doses he mentioned refers to all the vaccines Moderna manufactured in 2019. They don't manufacture other vaccines than COVID-19 vaccines. I'll say it a thousand times. I'll scream it from the housetops. I don't want to scream in here. I might freak the dogs out. Um, Tulp further claims that the people who shared the clip of Bansell were deliberately mis misconstruing his words. Well, if he's saying it, how can you misconstrue it? You know, it's it's not like you read it and you changed the word that changed the whole meaning. Okay, anyway, uh, let's see. Social media users sharing this clip to suggest Bansell was admitting uh, to predicting the pandemic and preliminary pr producing preliminarily producing vaccines ignore the fact that he does not specify what kind of doses he's t discussing when he mentions 29, uh, 2019 production, she claimed. 
Previous interviews with Bansell, in which he makes nearly identical remarks, also make clear that he's comparing 2019 doses of any kind of vaccine with the upgraded capacity put into place once the virus began rapidly spreading in early 2020. How, how can these people sleep at night? I just don't understand this. Well, I guess you have to have a conscience, huh? All right. Um, let's see. Let's continue here. But what media outlets fail to point out is that these previous statements from Bansell also show him admitting to developing COVID-19 vaccines before the pandemic. In one appearance on CNBC in early January, journalist Rebecca Quick <clears throat> commented that in her last meeting with Bansell during the WEF meeting in early 2020, the CEO admitted that Moderna was already working on COVID-19 vaccine, even though the disease at that point didn't even have a name yet. <laughs> I remember you were talking about how you actually, you had actually, wait a minute, let me try this again. I remember you were talking about how you had actually you were working on a vaccine for COVID, said Quick. At that point, COVID-19 didn't even really exist in our in our minds. Uh, let's see. Quote, I think uh, there was no name at the time, responded Bansell. For more news about Big Pharma's companies, visit BigPharmaNews.com. <sighs> I'm telling you, this stupid can't be fixed. And this is okay. Let's let's look at this. Um, if you're watching, you can watch the video here. Um, otherwise, you can listen. Okay, if you're if you're choosing to listen instead of watch. Okay, here we go. Let's let's uh, let's see what happens. Hopefully, it'll play. Okay. All right. Here goes nothing. Okay, folks. I'm not so sure you were able to hear that. And if you weren't, I'm sorry. Um, there was three minutes of waste, wasting your time, and I apologize. I tried to listen to it on um, on on the uh, other feed here. We got going to Telegram, and I didn't hear it. So um, if that's the case, and I'm sorry, but he just clearly comes out. <clears throat> so what he's not telling us is that, or what he told us is that, um, basically, they were talking about the COVID-19 vaccine, but, and that's a, everybody I know has a big butt. That's what P.U. Herman said. Um, but what he's saying is, see, there, what he's talking about is making vaccines with RN, uh, mRNA technology. Now, they didn't do that before the COVID-19 vaccine because they didn't do it because it was experimental and everything else. And the COVID-19 vaccine was really the first one that, to come out with this that was um, had any umph to it, so to speak. Um, so seeing that, that they never, that, that COVID-19 was really the first vaccine that was mRNA that was released to the public, uh, saying that they made other vaccines before that is, is a bunch of horse hockey because how do you make it when you've never made it before? Okay, and if COVID-19 was the first one, then you've never made it before. Now, maybe after COVID-19, you were making it with other, um, you know, for other diseases and stuff like that, but not before. 
Okay. Um, all right. So let's see. I read that. All right. Now let's look at one of the. Um, oh, that's weird. Uh, let's look at uh, what Dr. Fauci said. Okay. Because everybody, if you know anything about this, you know that Dr. Fauci said back in 2017 that there was going to be a pandemic that Trump was going to have to deal with. He said this administration, but Trump was in there at the time, okay? Anyway, let me, let me read this. And uh, this uh, is from um, Huffington Post. Excuse me. <laughs> Some food's not agreeing with me here. Um, the Huffington Post, and let's see, it's, uh, it was from April 6, 2020. And it says, Dr. Fauci warned in 2017 of surprise outbreak during the Trump administration. This is the Huffington Post, folks. This isn't some neo-conservative newspaper or something like that or whatever. Um, they, go, they go both ways when it comes to things. Um, for instance, there's, a, there's an article right here above it. Stephen Colbert delivers, Colbert delivers brutally accurate summary of Fox News in just 12 words. Okay. Um, okay, let's see. Okay, so anyway, and there's a subtitle here. There is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, he said. And the article was by Anina Golagowski, or Golgowski, and I said April 5th, 2020, uh, at exactly 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And it was updated on uh, April 6th, okay. Okay, let's get this thing started. Dr. Anthony Fauci and the U.S. government's top uh, infectious disease specialist warned in early 2017 that a surprise outbreak would occur during the Trump administration, and he said that more needed to be done to prepare for the pandemic. There's no, uh, quote, there's no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in uh, the arena of infectious diseases, he said in a speech titled Pandemic Preparedness in the Next Administration. At Georgetown University Medical Center, he delivered it just days before Trump was inaugurated on January 20th, 2017. Fauci, who has overseen the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the NIAID, <clears throat> since 1984, warned that the looming health challenges would involve both chronic disease uh, chronic diseases, one already ongoing, as well as a surprise outbreak. Okay. No matter, it's a quote here, no matter what history has told us definitively that outbreaks will happen, he said, it's a perpetual challenge. It's not going to go away. The thing we're, we are extraordinarily confident about is that we're going to see this in the next few years. Interesting. Fauci ticked off a list of measures uh, needed to prepare for such a crisis, including creating and strengthening global health surveillance systems, as well as public health and healthcare infrastructure, practicing transparency uh, with honest communications with the public. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, that, that was quite funny. Uh, honest communications with the public. Uh, coordinating the, and collaborating with... Uh, on both base, uh, both basic and clinical research, um, which there is very almost none with COVID nineteen vaccine. Okay, and developing universal platform technologies to better facilitate the development of vaccines. Uh, can you say gain of function? Okay. Uh, 
<clears throat> the mistake that so many people have made is a failure to look beyond the borders in an issue of global globality uh, on health issues. Not only things that are there uh, that will come here, but surprises that we'll have, he said in his pres- uh, prescient uh, remarks. Despite Fauci's early warnings, the calls for action to report uh, on Sunday, analyzing the Trump administration's response to the coronavirus pandemic, found that the federal agencies waited until the middle of, of last month uh, to order vital medical supplies and equipment to fight the coronavirus, despite warnings about its pandemic uh, potential uh, being made in January as the virus has spread across the country. Reports persist of uh, mass shortages of supplies in hospitals and medical centers. Yes, that's true. It happened. But I remember Trump, uh, remember uh, they were the intubation machines, um, which turned out to be uh, like a double indemnity when it came to this disease um, and shouldn't have been used. But uh, they, he was advised that they needed to be used, and he had different companies making them, lots of different companies, kind of like the, um, the manufacture of rifles during World War II. IBM made some, uh, GM made some, you know. Okay, let's continue with the order. We uh, basically uh, wasted two months, Kathleen Sebelius, uh, who served as the Health Human S- Health and Human Services Secretary during the Obama administration, told the Associated Press of the government's response. Fauci has also sup- expressed exasperation over the efforts to stem the tide of COVID-19. <laughs> um, the disease caused by the new coronavirus um, Coronavirus has been around forever, so if it's new, it had to be made that way. Okay. Um, on Thursday, he spoke out against states that have not issued a stay-at-home order to help prevent the virus from spreading. And we found out later on that it didn't help and that uh, people that states that didn't enforce it did much better than people than states that did. Okay. Okay. So... So Fauci predicts in 2017 there's going to be a surprise. Not even predicts, proclaims. Okay, remember Fauci is one of those new new um, COVID-19 prophets. Okay, but I submit to you that yes, he could know about this uh, this pandemic that was going to happen because he was involved in causing it. Okay, and more and more information is coming out every day that Fauci had something to do with the Wuhan lab, if indeed that's where it came from. You know, some people think it came from Ukraine because they had all those labs there that were working on things like this. Okay, um, and but yet we're giving Ukraine money. I don't want to go there. Um, so anyway, yes, he could predict that it was going to happen because he was going to make it happen. It was a self-fulfilled prophecy. All right, what do we got here now? Okay. I got to go up here a little bit. Bill Gates says he warned us about a pandemic in his 2015 TED Talk, but 90% of the viewers of the views were after it was too late. Which goes to show you that people weren't really interested in what he had to say, or else they would have listened. Um, anybody can listen to TED Talks. It's, you know, you can listen to it online. Um, Maybe he didn't get the word out well enough. Maybe he didn't want to get the word out well enough. Okay, so let's see what we got here. This is in the Insider Magazine. It was written by uh, Alina Akhtar. 
It was written uh, April 12, 2022 at 2.24 p.m. Well, that's when it was published anyway. And it's got a picture here of uh, Billy Boy. Some people would say the late Billy Boy. Um, uh, talking on a TED Talk uh, in front of a bucket. Uh, what the significance of that is, I don't know. Okay, it says Bill Gates had 90% of the views on his 2015 talk came after it was too late. And that was by Ryan Lash um, of TED, or TED. Um, here, three bullet points. Bill Gates had 90% of the viewers. Huh, okay, we just read that three times. Okay, Gates uh, spoke ag again on how to prevent or how to prevent against pandemics during the 20, or TED 2020 conference in Vancouver uh, on Tuesday. And that's TED 2022. Sorry, my voice cut out on that one. Uh, the third bullet point, a video of Gates' 2015 talk is more than 36 million views on YouTube. Interesting. Okay. Let's see. Bill Gates gave a keynote speech at the TED 2022 conference on Tuesday and referenced his 2015 talk in which he warned of a pandemic that was on the horizon and we weren't ready for it. Today, Gates, <laughs> well, he knew about it. Um, let's see. Today, Gates said that he hoped that the current COVID-19 crisis would spur his audience at TED 2022. Say that five times fast. TED 2022. All right. In Vancouver, Canada, to pay closer attention to his advice about how to prevent another pandemic wreaking similar havoc on society. I got an idea, Bill. Don't make an antigen. I mean, don't make a disease and we won't have another pandemic. Okay. When I was on this stage in 2015, he said, I was one of the many people who said we weren't ready and we needed to get ready. We didn't, Gates said. The speech actually was watched by a lot of people, but 90% of the views were after it was too late. How many times are you going to have to read that? Um, in a 2015 talk, Gates said that the world was not ready for the next epidemic and viruses posed the greatest risk of global catastrophe compared to other threats to humanity. <laughs> Bill, Bill is one of the biggest threats to humanity that there is. <laughs> um, a YouTube video of his 2015 presentation has garnered more than 36 million views so far. Yeah, a guy who's manufacturing a food crisis and a vaccine um, murder uh, genocide. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, if anything kills over 10 million people over the next few decades, it most likely will be a highly infectious virus rather than a war. Not missiles, not microbes. But not missiles, but microbes, Gates, uh, Gates said at this time. Uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has caused more than 6 million deaths worldwide. The U.S. has experienced the most deaths out of any of the nations at nearly 1 million. Uh, here we go again. <coughs> no, don't blame the, the, the shot, which is really doing it, but blame the disease that didn't really kill that many people. Okay. Though Gates urged governments to invest in health care and medicine technology in his 2015 talk, U.S. cut funding of virus pre prevention agencies shortly after. The Trump administration shut down the entire global health security unit of the National Security Council and eliminated the U.S. government's $30 million complex crisis fund. I knew it was going to come back to blame Trump. I just knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. 
COVID, um, it's hard to overstate how awful it's been. Uh, Gates told his 20, TED 2022 audience, um, it's increased, let's see, it's increased the, poor English, it has increased the health inequalities between the rich and the poor. Here we go. Your survival dependent party on your income, your race, partly on your income, your race, and a neighborhood you live in, said the, one of the richest men in the world. Okay. Later in the talk, <clears throat> Gates said rich countries should come together to implement systems that would help prevent the next large-scale pandemic while the tragedy of COVID-19 is still fresh in our memory. So far, he said, world leaders have taken less action than he expected. Um, let's see. Here's another quote. After World War II, we did a lot. We created the United Nations, Gates said. <laughs> like it's a good thing. Uh, so far, the action has been less than I would have expected. I'm stunned if we don't go forward with something pretty close to what I'm laying out. Oh, okay, Billy boy. You want to be recognized that you're laying out something. So you blame society. You blame Trump everything else maybe if you hadn't manufactured a pandemic it would have never happened okay all right what's the next one okay i came up with something i had to look okay um because i've heard in the past that uh, bill gates um, had something to do with moderna Okay, and I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Comes to find, come to find out that uh, Gates has a lot to do with Moderna. And if that's true, that Gates has a lot to do with Moderna, and they were creating a vaccine before the disease ever happened, that implicates Gates really bad. It really does. It implicates him in starting, a, starting the pandemic, basically. Because who has stood out to be, become rich over this? Well, if Gates is part owner of Moderna, which I've found articles that seem to suggest that, and if he has a, a large uh, stockholding in Moderna, again, he would have a reason to start a pandemic that would cause them to make a vaccine, uh, a deadly vaccine, but a vaccine um, that he would gain from because he sold all of his shares in Moderna not too long ago actually I think if I remember correctly what I read and um, so yeah he got in there created the pandemic made a lot of money off of it sold his stock made even more money off of it and now he's telling us that it was Trump's fault okay because if they were making it in 2019 when there was no pandemic or even a thought of a pandemic, they had to be making it for a reason. They wouldn't be making it for no reason because that would be a waste. You make all these vaccines and, you know, all these doses of the COVID-19 vaccine and nothing ever happens. Well, you got to throw all this stuff out after a while. And what a waste it is. And, uh, and research and manufacturing and, and public relations and, and advertising and uh, hiring people to... to, to um, to follow the government around and to say, hey, we've got something if this ever happens. Well, the government's not going to pay for it if there's no pandemic going. Uh, 
So there's something fishy about this, okay? There really is. Um, here's an article that was written um, by David Hodges. Um, what is the name of the... the uh, let's see. Okay, it says the Common Sense Show is dedicated to peaceful, nonviolent, social, and political change. I'm all for political change now, anyway. Um, so I guess it was a program on there. Okay, and it says, uh, let's see, I gave you the author, David Hodges. Maybe I didn't. Submitted by David Hodges on uh, on Saturday, September 19, 2020, at 11.39. It says, yes, Fauci and Gates do have ties to COVID-19 vaccine maker. Ooh. <laughs> I love this kind of stuff. I really do. And the fact that these people are dirty and it, it's so easy to find this stuff, it almost makes you think that it's a setup on them, but I don't think so. Okay. Let's see. By JeremyRHammond.com. Okay. On September 11th, USA, that's an interesting date, uh, USA Today published an article with a headline declaring fact check Fauci, Gates, Epstein, and... Soros have no ties to drug company Madura. <laughs> That's laughable right there. Um, but that headline was false. Both Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the NIA, NIAID, um, and member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, and Bill Gates do have ties to Moderna, Moderna, excuse me, a pharmaceutical company developing a COVID-19 vaccine using mRNA technology. That article does, the article does rightly identify misinformation presented in a, a video widely shared on social media. With respect to Fauci, USA Today notes that the, the videos claim that Fauci was the first CEO of Moderna is false. Nevertheless, Fauci does have ties to Moderna. Similarly, the article notes that the videos claim that Fauci and Gates were college roommates is false, but Gates, too, nevertheless, does have ties to Moderna. All right, you buckled in, folks. You still got those seatbelts on. I know some of you probably got up to go to the bathroom or something during that time. Um, so buckle back up, okay? Um Let's see, let's see, I gotta figure out where I left off. It does have, okay. In fact, USA Today contradicts its own headline by acknowledging that Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is listed as one of Moderna's collaborators on the company's page um, at the investor's website, Flagship Pioneering. The closest connection USA Today acknowledges with Fauci and his Having been a co-reviewer of the vaccine platform, Moderna is working to improve, um, as indicated by 2019 shareholder letter. Uh, this refers to a review of vaccine technologies. Uh, Fauci co-authored and was published last year in a, in a journal Nature Reviews Immunology. Although USA Today does mention it, um, the same letter under the subheading Partnerships mentions having $187 million in funding from grants with a footnote reference 
The footnote specifies that the grants are from the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, BARDA, uh, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. (laughs) There you go. Uh, BARDA operates under the Department of Health and Human Services. DARPA is a research and development agency of the Department of Defense. That both Fauci and Gates have close ties to Moderna is no secret. Having encountered the headline in the news feed, I knew it was false, and so I did a quick Google search to document its falsity. Um, It took about 10 seconds of the fact check USA Today's fact check. My immediate, let me let me scroll up here a little bit. So, okay. My search uh, immediately turned up a page published in March on the website for NAAID, which operates under the National Institute of Health, announcing the beginning of a phase of one clinical trial of Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine. The webpage notes that Fauci's NIAID is funding the trial. So we had to know about it, right? Furthermore, Moderna's candidate vaccine was developed by NIAID scientists and their collaborators at Moderna. The page qualifies, or excuse me, the page quotes Fauci saying that the trial was an important step towards developing a safe and effective vaccine to prevent infection with SARS-CoV-2. Uh, Similarly, I was able to immediately pull up a page from Moderna's website listing that Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation as a strategic collaborator with the foundation having entered a global health project framework agreement um, in January 2016, quote, to advance mRNA-based development projects for various infectious diseases. All right. All right, so let's see. It says fact check. Fact check. Uh, Fauci, Gates, and Epstein Soros have no ties to drug company Moderna. Okay. The, uh, let's see. This is by Chelsea Cox, USA Today, published day 28 um, p.m. Eastern Time, September 11, 2020. Okay, this is the article that was written in uh, um, USA Today. Okay, the original USA Today headline falsely claimed that Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates have no ties to COVID-19 vaccine manufacturer Moderna. I emailed the author and the corrections editor on September 13th to to request that they correct the false headlines and acknowledge the NIAID's partnership with Moderna in accordance with USA Today's Code of Ethics. (laughs) A newspaper... uh, 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 Mainstream Media Code of Ethics. Yeah, there's something that probably doesn't exist. Um, I also pointed out, even if they weren't aware, or even if they were unaware, excuse me, of the partnership, since the collaboration between Gates Foundation and Madura is acknowledged in the article, they knew that their headline was false. I also noted the hypocrisy uh, of fact-checking others while willfully misinforming the public themselves. Interesting point. Uh, two days later, I received a reply from the doc, from the author, Chelsea Cox, thanking me for my comments, but sticking to the headline with the reasoning that the headline reflects the analysis of the claim subject to fact-checking. Okay. If you say so, Chelsea. 
Um, two days later, uh, let's see. I just read that. Um, I replied, it does not follow that. It does not follow that since the claims about Fauci and Gates subject to fact checking are false, that therefore there ha- they have no ties to Moderna, that it is non sequitur uh, fallacy indeed. You point out yourself in the article that Gates does have ties with ties to Moderna, his foundation being partnered with the company. The headline is false and should say and or and should by USA Today's own ethics guidelines be corrected. Okay. Since the response she responded later that day to let me know that she'd gotten an editor's approval to change the headlines, which now reads, um, fact check, Moderna Post makes false claims about Fauci, Gates, Soros, and Epstein. That is also, uh, that's also not a great title since it makes it sound as though Moderna itself was spreading the misinformation. But at least the false claim about Fauci and Gates having no ties to Moderna was removed. USA Today did not publish an acknowledgement of the error and did not update the article to acknowledge that Fauci, like Gates, is partners with Moderna in the development of its COVID-19 vaccine. And let's see, just a little short bit here. Who will fact check the mainstream media? The spread of misinformation is a serious problem in our society today, but the mainstream narrative is that it's coming from individuals on social media or alternative media websites. The reality is that the greatest purveyors of misinformation are the government and the mainstream media. Notice that all the mainstream media's self-proclaimed fact-checkers do fact-check each other despite endless opportunities to do so. Don't fact-check either, excuse me, <clears throat> despite endless opportunities to do so. <clears throat> Instead, they focus on debunking information from alternative sources. The use of the term fake news is illustrative. The uh, corporate media accuse the alternate sources of propagating uh, fake news to maintain their own dominance as uh, purveyors of misinformation, such as the uh, unevidenced conspiracy theory propagated by the New York Times that the Russian government hacked the U.S. election infrastructure in 2016. To illustrate, a New York Times editorial published on November 2019 pointed out that the oppressive regimes had been using the term to dismiss criticism over human rights violations, then blamed the phenomena on Donald Trump for having repeatedly referred to mainstream media as propagating fake news. It was Trump, they alleged, who gave the rise to the epithet of fake news as a weapon. And it says, for more, go to JeremyRHammond.com. So, USA Today got caught in a lie. Uh, trying to say that uh, Gates and Fauci weren't involved. They had nothing to do with Moderna, which is a lie. They have everything to do with Moderna, as was illustrated in the article. Okay, what do we got next here? All right. Let's see. It says, this. let's see, let me give the article name here. All right, covert geopolitics, oh boy. It says, in the history of WikiLeaks, nobody has claimed that the material being put out is not authentic. Julian Assange. 
I can't really tell where this comes from, folks. Um, Covert Geopolitics, I think, is the name of the uh, the website, and it's uh, geopolitics.co. Okay, that's the name of the website. I want to give credit where credit's due. Whether it's good credit or bad credit, credit is credit. Okay. And the, or, the uh, article is called Bill Gates Vaccine Company Head Moderna Has Big Problems. Well, right there, they're saying that it's his, his vaccine company. So um, unless they're going to get sued for libel and, and he hasn't done that, it must be true. Okay. Pseudo-philanthropist, oh, I love this already. Pseudo-philanthropist Bill Gates, the anointed figurehead of the systemic, systematic and breathtaking implementation of the New World Order, now rebranded as the new normal, is experiencing a problem with his Moderna and stockholders uh, should divest their investments right away, as the company executives are now doing. It's true. A lot of them got out of it, folks. They, uh, they pulled their stock and sold it. According to an NPR report, NPR, remember, they're leftists. And if they say this, and uh, we have to pay attention to it, especially if they're calling, uh, calling a spade a spade, so to speak. Okay. Whether the coronavirus uh, vaccine developed by Moderna succeeds or not, Executives at the small biotech company already have made tens of millions of dollars by cashing in their stocks. An NPR examination of the official company disclosures has revealed um, additional irregularities and potential warning signs. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being less concerned and 10 being the most concerned, said Daniel Taylor, an associate professor of accounting at the Wharton School. This is an 11. (laughs) Taylor said... Moderna's stock-selling practices appear well outside the norm and raise questions about the company's internal controls to prevent insider trading. I want to say something, folks, real quick. I owned Moderna for a little while, um, a very small share, a uh, very, very small share, minuscule. <laughs> but um, when I saw this was happening, when I saw they were going to start making this mRNA vaccine, I sold it right away because I saw it for what it was. It was garbage. And um, I didn't want to be responsible for for um, for the garbage that got put into people's bodies. And so I got out while I could. Um, okay, since January, CEO uh, Stefana Bensel has sold roughly 40 million worth of Moderna stock, held himself or associated investment funds. Uh, Chief Medical Officer uh, Tal Zaks has sold... Um, Sorry, my eyes are getting a little weird. Um, okay, Zach's has sold around $60 million, and President Stephen Hoge, or H-O-G-E it's spelled, um, has sold more than $10 million. No clear evidence has emerged indicating the executive sold stock based on confidential um, internal information, which would be illegal. And as long as they don't engage in inside trading, executives are typically free to sell company stock. And they give a link to the NPR article. Okay. It's really long, so I'm not going to read it. So just go to NPR and look for it, please, uh, if you're interested. Uh, It goes beyond bad optics as Moderna is overtaken by the Russians, which which, uh, changes the whole ballgame. Excuse me. as well as already known by now, the Russian Sputnik 5 uh, COVID-19 vaccine has received positive 
evaluation from The Lancet as having induced the production of antibodies in all 79 uh, individuals tested. Um, I want to add to that, folks. Uh, from what I've read, and they seem to be pretty good sources, uh, Vladimir Putin has uh, told his, his army to, to get every um, COVID-19 vaccine that there is in Russia and to destroy it. Okay. So um, I guess his daughter took the vaccine and uh, came down with V-AIDS or uh, virus-induced AIDS. And uh, it's really affected him to where he doesn't want any Russians taking it from now on. So um, let that speak volumes to you. Okay. You might hate the guy because he's in Ukraine, but he's there for a reason which we'll go into some other time. All right. Whereas Moderna became silent right after the announcement of positive test results from vaccine trial in May, although the test results were also reported to be heavily doctored. Uh, you think so? Um, Gates Moderna hiding the clinical trials uh, results for groundbreaking COVID vaccines. This may, this announced, uh, excuse me, the May announcement obviously led to a jump in Moderna's stock price, which profited mostly in its own, uh, its own executives. And let's see, then we got another article, looks like. Um, at that point, the company's share price jumped, and the official disclosure showed the executives cashing in their shares for millions of dollars. As long as the stocks are sold after public announcements and not before, one might conclude that... Um, that for an executive whose significantly net worth is tied up in the company, it's a prudent thing to do, said Mark Fagel, a uh, former longtime enforcement official with the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. But the the optics aren't great. The Moderna vaccine was quick to reach Phase 3 trial and is seen as a promising contender. But in some ways, the executive stock sales have overshadowed the company's progress. You ever hear about rats uh, deserting a sinking ship, folks? Well, this might be what we're looking at here. Um, Okay, let's continue. Advocates have questioned whether it's appropriate for executives to uh, privately profit before bringing the vaccine to market, especially when American taxpayers have committed roughly $2.5 billion to the company's vaccine development and manufacture. Here's what NPR's examination found. First bullet point, stock sales worth tens of millions. Since January 1st, NPR has has found company uh, executives have sold roughly $90 million worth of Moderna stock. Rather, They put on a hold on the trades after facing intense criticism in May. Companies' executives continued to sell. Bullet point number two, questionable modifications to uh, stock sale plans. Uh, Moderna says it's executive pre-scheduling their stock sales long in advance. Uh, These schedules, known as uh, 10B5-1 plans, uh, can act as a defense to charges of insider trading. But the plans have to be put into place when executives do not uh, do have confidential inside information. NPR has found multiple executives adopted or modified their plans just before key announcements about the company's vaccine. 
that has raised questions about whether they are were aware of the non-public information when they plan their stock trades. Selling to zero. Um, generally, corporate um, best practices suggest that a company's leadership should hold at, on to at least some stock in their company to have a skin in the game. That way, the thinking goes, an executive has an incentive to improve the company's performance. As executive has an incentive... Okay, I read that. Um, as Moderna has been developing its coronavirus vaccine, two executives, including the chief medical officer, have sold all of their stock holdings in the company. The, the general counsel has sold nearly all of her holdings. That's not good. Well, we need to, okay, you know, I'm not think I'm going to read any farther, folks. Um, you, you can kind of get an idea. There's only a couple of paragraphs left, um, four to be exact. Uh, they're not that long. Um, but if they're selling all their stock, what's going on? Do they know that their, their, um, their vaccine is causing a lot of deaths? Do they know that it's basically a genocidal shot? Um, do they know that there's lawsuits coming down the road? You know, um, <clears throat> it's hard to say, but for them to sell that much stock, folks, it's, there's something going on. You know, there really is. And what that is, we don't know. But again, they're, uh, they're, if something does happen, then these people have, um, inadvertently been, um, false prophets, because they're getting out and not letting, not telling everybody why they're getting out. Okay, it's uh, they're they're robber barons. They're they're evil people. All right. So folks, um, there you have it. So if Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci have something to do with Moderna, and Moderna was making the vaccine before there was even a pandemic. That stinks. That smells really bad. Okay, that's dirty. They were making it because they knew that they were developing uh, a disease that was going to ravage the world. It's also known that Fauci had something to do with uh, the Wuhan lab, that he was invested in that. And that lab was doing gain of function. I would be interested to see if Fauci was in, involved or invested in the labs in Ukraine. Because it's very possible that um, <clears throat> that the disease was from Ukraine, it was, and it was somehow brought over to China, started there, and then worked its way west. Okay, I, I don't foresee that as being a problem. You know that that it happened that way. So, um, anyway, the whole thing stinks, just like the whole COVID nineteen thing stinks. Um, I'd also be interested to see if Pfizer executives are doing the same thing. I think the people over at Pfizer are too arrogant. They wouldn't do that because they, you know, um, they'll, they'll go down with the ship if they have to. But uh, they, uh, they're, they're banking on the fact that maybe I'm thinking I'm supposing that they're banking on the fact that maybe this is all going to blow over. But it's not going to blow over. It's just going to get worse for them. And uh, as people start dying more and more from the vaccines, um, uh, it's going to get hotter and hotter for these companies. Uh, them, <clears throat> J&J, and um, oh, there's a fourth one I can't remember right now. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, it's the the temperature is going to start rising because the somebody's going to turn up the heat under these people, and um, yeah, those that have cashed in millions of dollars, maybe they're going to flee the country. I don't know where they'd be safe anywhere in the world. Maybe, maybe in Antarctica somewhere. Um, but anywhere else that they go, they would run into people that they've uh, whose relatives that they've killed uh, with these vaccines. So. Um, very interesting stuff, I think. And um, wow, I've got for an hour already. Can you believe that? That's amazing. I really hope you guys were allowed to able to hear that that one little video. If not, again, I apologize. And I'll be able to tell pretty soon. And I'm not very versed at cutting things out and and uh, and not messing up the the soundtrack, folks. So. Um, I gotta leave things the way they are. I would really like to find some one of you, hopefully, that can teach me and verse me in this stuff, you know. And um, I got the video, the audio stuff down pat pretty well, you know. It's the video stuff that I, I really don't understand that well. So um, anyway, any help that I could get, I'd really appreciate. Um, I want to put a plug in for Brian's um, uh, brown brown is it brown house or brown hose um, show. Um, he's got one on uh, YouTube, and he's got it on here on Rumble now too. Um, Brian goes through a lot of uh, a lot to put these things together. And he does it a lot of times on his lunch hour, and uh, when he could be eating lunch, he's doing a show. Um, usually about 15 to 20 minutes long, and uh, very informative, very scripture based, uh, very um, uh, prayer based. And things like that. So, uh, hey, check them out if you get a chance during the day. Um, again, uh, me and Ralph are going to be on, I think, next week sometime uh, with another show. He wants to present some more stuff. Uh, we probably won't be as controversial as of chemtrails. Um, uh, it's something that we needed to do, folks, okay? We just needed to do it, and it's done, and it's over with, and it probably will never happen again. So... <laughs> But uh, he believes the way he does, and that's cool. He's got a right to do that, and uh, God bless him. So, uh, anyway, with all that stuff that hasn't been said, um, again, if you've got any money you can throw our way, that'd be great as a gift. Uh, just go to givesendgo.com uh, and look for opposing underscore the underscore matrix. And um, we're there, and... Um, <clears throat> You know, it'd be really nice to uh, be able to kind of make this a little better, you know? Um, if I could just be able to hire somebody to come in every once in a while and clean up the videos and stuff like I was talking about just before, uh, that would be nice. If I could uh, upgrade the plan to where I could get another plan also where I could be sending it out to more formats, not just Rumble and, and Telegram. Um, but that's really hard because I... I'm still not going to go on YouTube until somebody buys YouTube that's a little more friendly, if that ever happens. Elon Musk, if you're listening, buy YouTube. Uh, Telegram, I mean, not Telegram. Um, what you bought was really good, okay? It was really good. But there's other things that need to be fixed up, and uh, you're the only person that could fix YouTube. I don't know if it's possible, because you'd have to buy it from Microsoft, I guess, but... Uh, Either that or buy a controlling amount of it and uh, then help little schmucks like me to 
to be able to do things uh, a little more easier and to be able to post things that uh, some people might find controversial. Uh, I've given kicked off of YouTube enough. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> uh, same with Facebook. I've been kicked off of Facebook a number of times. Uh, Mr. Zuckerman still hasn't realized, even though, you know, he seems to be learning a little bit, but he hasn't realized what it's like uh, not to be able to, to say, speak your mind. And, you know, I'm not a racist. I'm not uh, somebody that's going to be, you know, I go after politicians and, and people that are in charge and should know better and, uh, and aren't doing well for, for the American people and for the world, for that matter. Um, but I really don't go other, after, uh, you know, I, I have no reason to go against other races. I have no reason to go against other religions. Um, I'll talk about them from time to time, yes, but that's my right under the First Amendment. So anyway, I'm babbling on. I'm going to stop. Uh, folks, uh, have a wonderful, wonderful Thursday evening. What's left of it, if you're watching. Um, have a wonderful Friday. A wonderful weekend, and I'll be back on Monday. Brian will be back next Thursday, and I'll be talking to Ralph. He might be doing something next Friday. Friday seems to be a good day for me and Ralph to work together. So, um, anyway, God bless you guys. Uh, let's do this here. A little bit of prayer to send you off. Uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Really? May he watch your going out, your coming in, your rising up, your lying down. May he give you the peace that passes all understanding. And may he give you understanding too. May you come to know Yeshua HaMashiach for all that he is, a gift from the Father to save you and me, us poor schmucks that are, um, that are, are, are laden down with sin the sin nature, uh, and not me anymore because I'm saved, but for people that are, you know, you don't have to walk worrying about stuff no more. You don't have to walk in your old ways. You can change. You can change. Change me. You can change you. Trust me. Trust me big time on that one. Um, anyway, folks, with that, I'm not going to say anymore. I'll just let it hopefully sink into your heart for you to consider. So, and if you ever need to know anything about that, just go to delusionresistance.org. You'll see we have an address there for contacts. Write to me um, or write to Brian. If you want to talk to Brian, I'll forward it to him. I really will, I promise. Um, so folks, have a wonderful weekend. Be blessed. And may you come to know him in a more full way. And if you don't know him, may you come to know him. And I pray that in Yeshua's holy, wonderful, majestic, and precious name. Amen and amen.